welcome to the Bailey and Harding Ultrasound System. I am Anna Harding. And I'm Ali Bailey. And this is episode 27. I literally just sent you the notes. <laughs> I didn't hear that because it cut your voice oh, out completely. I haven't opened them yet. I have to put my password in. Oh my god. What is the episode? 27. 27. I just said that. Okay. Hi everyone. Hello. Quite a lot of shouting going on over here today. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, it feels very tense. It's very it tense. Very tense. I think it's because we're Mommy both Dad... we're both quite stressed. <laughs> I'm not stressed. I, I am quite stressed. I know. I'm like I can tell, and I know that it's because you're going on holiday, which kind of defeats the point of going on holiday if you're literally going to stress yourself out to the point of explosion because of um, going on holiday. Yeah, step away. Yeah, I know. I don't think I'm that stressed. It's the first time I've ever been on holiday and I want to have my own business and I don't have anyone else to take my business on. And I don't have anyone else to like do my shit and I've got some it's quite hard. big stuff going on. So actually, I think I'm allowed. So I'm going to allow myself. You are allowed. You are allowed. Um, anyway, how are you doing? Are you, this is the, listeners, we've only got short windows at the moment to get these pods done. So we're going to crack straight on with our, with our wind, wind, get, wind, 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 get in the bins. Wind, 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 wind. Where's your wind, wind? Have you got a win? Have I got a win? Uh, yes, yeah. it's cheese ball season. Excuse me? It's cheese ball season. Is that a sport? No, it's uh, Christmas. So I went into the shop the other what? day. I hate... Uh, what, what, no, no, what, no, no, what, what, I don't, what, I don't, what, I don't, what, I don't what, like Christmas. But I... Oh, oh, no. But I went into a, um, a shop the other day and they had cheese balls. And I was like, great, it's cheese ball season. <laughs> and so I bought <laughs> some. And that was the end of that. I find this really funny because Christmas snacks are superior to any other time of the year snacks. Full hard agree. And I think lots of people would hard agree. However, for example, cheese balls, you could just get Wopsits any time of the year, couldn't you? No, because cheese balls are like little hard shells with like cream cheese in the middle. Cheese footballs. So Oh, those ones. Yeah, so you can't get them any time of the year. You can't get them any you can't really get them anywhere anymore because they're kind of a nineties snack. Um, why? So, why do they only come out at Christmas? I don't know why they only come out at Christmas. They're not like called cheese snowballs. They're called cheese footballs. So I should imagine they should be out in the summer. And they've got a little robin on the packet, and they are absolutely delicious. It's got like dirty, cheap cream cheese filling in, and um, I love them. And that's it. And like that's... a random wafer, like outer coating. Yeah, and that's it. And that's basically the win. For the week how many how many oh do they come in those like tins they come in like, a round a tin bit like a bit like a pringles tin but bigger mm-hmm. like wider mm-hmm. how, how many tins have you eaten so far Alan? i haven't eaten any i bought one oh uh and i've been looking at it uh, and then i've been looking at it and then i've been looking at my uh bikini outfits for the holiday and i've been looking at it and i've been looking at the bikini outfits for the holiday because the thing is right i can't have one tin i'm an addict uh, generally, because I've got problems with addiction, and uh, I'm like, if I open that Pandora's box of cheese balls, there's going to be a problem. <laughs> so I've just been looking at it, and I might sniff it later. Oh well, what I might do oh, no. is I might have it before I go to the airport because then I don't have the time to go to anywhere to get any more, and I won't have access to them. So it's like, say, I'll be in a safe space. I can only, That's I think, I save. I might take them to the airport with me and eat them at the airport. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. But that's it. Cheese football season. Good. Yeah. Anyway, Great. What's your win? Uh, it's cheeselet season. <laughs> you can get cheeselets all, all year round, can't you? Can you actually? Well, yeah, they're mini cheddars in different shapes. 
Yeah, but that's like what I just said about Watsits. Yeah, but they're not because Watsits are different. They don't have the cheesy yeah. filling. But cheeselets are different because they're slightly puffed. Are they're they? Like slightly puffed. Oh, I think I'm thinking they're mini cheddar. the cheese that we used to have when we were little, which were just mini cheddars that it seemed like someone had sawed them into the shape of a Christmas tree. And they, and they, but they also do them in the shape of like hearts and diamonds and spades and the other one, clubs. Oh, okay. Gambling, gambling cheddars, you mean? Gambling cheddars. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's not really my win. I thought I would just be funny. Um, my win this week, I don't know how much I can say about it, but I know I can say that we did it, is um, I ran from London to Liverpool. Oh, lovely. On your yeah. own? No. <laughs> Who do you think you are? Vernon Kay? <laughs> Basically, yeah. Apart from it wasn't just one person. So seven people. So we did a running channel video. So uh, regular listeners to the pod uh, will know that last year I ran to my home for Christmas, um, which was 115 miles along the canal from London to rugby in Warwickshire. This year, um, they liked the idea of running home for Christmas. So they did it again. Um, but this year, it was running to Rick's house. Rick is another presenter on the running channel and he is from the Wirral. So actually, really sorry, listeners, if you're from the Wirral, because the Wirral isn't Liverpool. So you can't say you run from London to Liverpool. But if you say you ran from London to the Wirral, people kind of go, I don't really know what that is. Yeah, I, I don't really Do you know, know where the, the Wirral is? is. No, but then I don't know. Where. No. It's funny because for somebody that was voted <clears throat> one of the Guardian's top 10 female adventurers, I don't know where a lot of places are. <laughs> I don't think you need to know geography to be an adventurer, do you? It helps. That's the whole point of adventuring. <laughs> oh, never thought of it like that. Don't know that. where you're going. Turn that frown upside down. I don't know where the Wirral is. <laughs> Let's make a fucking documentary about it. Oh, hang on a minute. The Running Channel half. That's a joke. It wasn't yeah. a documentary. It was just a one. Was it a one-off? One Will it be a documentary? Uh, no, it'll just be one episode. Mm. What, which could also be a documentary. Um. Anyway. I wouldn't call it. I don't. I don't. Is I it? A, it is it a documentary? Documentary? Because if it was Vernon K, he'd call it a documentary. Documentary. If it had more than one episode. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! Um. So yeah, that was fun. And also, so at at any given point from Monday lunchtime until yesterday lunchtime, so we did it in two days. At any given point, there was always one person running. Mm-hmm. So it was like a continuous relay. And I was explaining this. We did it for to raise money for the MND Association, mm-hmm. Motor Neuron Disease. And I was explaining what we'd been doing to a lady from Motor Neuron Disease Association yesterday. And as the words were falling out of my mouth, I was like, that's actually really mad, isn't it? Like, we have literally covered the actual distance. And I don't know whether you feel like this or felt like this when you did run Britannia that like when you talk about it you're like wow like actually that was that was your own feet doing that yeah yeah you go into a almost a protective flow state where you don't actually think about what you're doing we had a lady come Mm. up to us on Ron Brit and she said to us we were probably like three weeks in we're in a car park having some lunch she went what are you doing we went, oh, well, I'm, hi guys, I'm actually running late for the UK. She went, oh, lovely. Are you doing that for charity? And I went, no, 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 we're just doing it to like test a route to see if uh, other people can do it. She went, well, you're wasting your time then. She walked off. Oh, see, we had a really lovely encounter with two men on the Wirral Way yesterday who went, so what are you doing with all these cameras then? And I said, oh, well, we've, we've run here from London. London? I was like, yeah. They said, oh, what charity are you doing that for then? So we obviously said, because we were doing charity. And um, 
And they said, oh, well, you don't look very tired to say that you've run from London. I was like, well, we haven't all done all of it, but we have done it. Like, that's mad. I just think, people, um, do you know what this is? Well, when people say things like that, it's the obtrusification of ultra. They think when you say that, you're going to look like you're dying because that's what they're used to seeing. Because like, the media yeah. sh- feels this brutal, hard, raw. But actually, it's like, we're well, actually having quite a nice time having a great time because we're yeah. trained we're ready to do it this is what we do and anyone can have a yeah. go that's why i get annoyed about the older uh, obtusification of ultra it, was it not ob- obfuscation it doesn't matter i'm tired it is what it is it was the, it was what, go back and look at the title of one of our episodes that's what it was um so yeah but, but also i mean i we had a discussion in the van about whether you would class what we've just done as an ultra and i don't think we would because none of the legs were longer than a marathon mm-hmm. in themselves and so and yes some of the runners total mileage was over a marathon over the two days so it, it was a relay it was a yeah, relay it's a relay it was yeah. a relay it's just a relay so yeah great glad you had a nice time lovely time great. lovely time i don't even know what my grim no i don't really know what my grims and getting the bins are really apart from the fact that i'm going on holiday which is grim for you guys it's not really. Um, uh, my grim. My grim. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, I know what your grim I'll is. Tell you what it is. Got it. What? I, do you remember? Actually, that's not my grim. What's what my grim? I've got to get in the bin. I have got to get in the bin. Your, your grim is is how, like, difficult it is to go on holiday. Like, genuinely. Yeah. Like, I think in any job, I think in any job, it is, and I was very flippant at the start, and I do apologise for coming across like that. I was kind of joking. I was joking. But I think it's difficult. I, like... And maybe it's got more difficult the more we are expected as human beings to do in our working lives, because we most of us do the jobs of at least two or three people, I would say. Oh, yeah. Or I certainly yeah. have done in most of my jobs for all of my life. You've got two or three jobs. <laughs> oh, I've got about six jobs. But um, I think that... I think that the whole, like, yes, you... Oh, look, you've got all this annual leave if you're, like, I was going to say fully employed. If you're employed mm. by an employer and you get given holiday allowance, oh yeah, you you can take all this time off, but you've got to make sure that all of your work is covered mm-hmm. while you're away. Mm-hmm. So you've got to do two weeks of work in one before you go, and then you've got to do two weeks of work in one when you get back as well. Mm-hmm. So actually, is it worth going on holiday? Like I think that is grim, and I think for you as a business owner, like you say, it's even harder because you haven't got anyone to pick it up while you're away no and it's uh, like and it's, it will be okay and I'm really good at the mindset stuff uh, and I'm le- the problem is because I'm learning about myself I'm like I've got quite big boundaries and I'm like you're not to do that anymore that's the old version of you this is what you're doing you deserve to go and do this you get to go and do this it's great no all my clients are covered everything's fine but it is yeah there's other things on top of going away that aren't just business related like addiction because when you go on holiday there's booze everywhere I've got to get on a plane for the first time without drinking. I've got to go to an airport for the first time without drinking. And it just adds a little bit of extra extra layer on top of it. What will I do when I'm sat around the pool? I had this, I went away for a weekend to Spain with Lorna. And I was like, well, how am I going to react when I'm at that pool? Because I'm so used to having a drink. You're on holiday, relax, fucking everywhere. Everyone's doing it. And uh, it was, it's just, there's other things that go into it. And, you know, like, and then lastly, back to what you said, we are so connected all the time to the internet, to Instagram, to Facebook, to 
you know, I'm like, well, re- I need to keep that going because I've got business to run and I've got things happening when I get back. And so I need to keep that ticking over. Oh, my God, what if I don't have any fucking reception? I'm like, Ali, come on if you don't have any reception. You've got to learn to just chill out and take a- and unplug. And I do want to be able to do that. So, yeah, there's a lot going on. It is, it's fine. It's just annoying. And like you say, it's it's... And I think I'll probably get to where I'm going after the three days of travel involves and I'll probably end up crying for 24 hours and falling into a heap of like jelly on the floor. And then I will get up and crack on with my stand up paddleboarding life, which is what that three weeks will involve. So it'll be fine. It's all fine. But it is a bit of a lot at the moment. But mm. what can you do? Do you remember back in the I want to keep I keep wanting to say annals of time because I like the word annal. It's yeah. like anal. Is it because it sounds like anal? Yeah. I don't like anal. Oh, God. So, oh, do you remember oh. I talked about um, motivational water bottles? And, I, t- yes. and I put them in the bin. Well. Yeah, not figuratively. Yeah, not, no. not Put them in the recycling bin, right? <laughs> James Thorpe, friend of the show, has come up, Trump's, and he sent me some stickers, and I've stuck them to my motivational water bottle. You can show Boom. you, Tan. I put this on story. So now I've got a demotivational water bottle and these stickers don't come off. I love them. Um, thanks, James. So now my 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 water bottle reads it starts with don't give, don't give up, it says at the top. Don't even start, don't full stop, give up. Then at 8 a.m., this is as good as it gets. Then at 10 a.m., you're more than enough, dial that shit back. Then at 12 p.m., what a fucking nightmare. And then at 2 p.m., the bare minimum is good enough for today. 4 p.m. is fuck it. 6pm is you've made some fucking bad decisions. And at 8pm, things happen for a reason. You, you're the problem. I love it. I'm drinking six litres a day because I love it. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Please don't drink six litres of water. I love it. (sighs) Thanks, James. So he's, he's, he's seen the problem and he's done it and he's gone. I'm going to do something about that. And he's done something about it. And the reaction to this on socials, on the, on the podcast socials has been so huge that I think we need to put these into, um, into production put a production line in place do we need to give james thorpe um a cut of that absolutely what? not what have you got in your house it looks Sorry. like a bat Did it, could you see it yeah i don't i think it's a mosquito it's landed on the window and it's like this <laughs> i think it's a mosquito do we get mosquitoes in this country i don't know good question hey listen do we get mosquitoes in this country sure it's not a daddy long legs no no it's not big enough for a daddy long legs definitely not anyway sorry so yeah that's that um, what yours hang on but i'm confused so that was that was a, that's why get in the bin but a great get but a bin. great get in the bin but get out of the bin again we've never had a get out of the bin again sorry i put you in the bin God. you can get out of the bin yeah crawl right. out under all the bin juice all covered in bin juice <laughs> uh, uh, um yeah my i guess my grim and get in the bin are kind of the same um but it's it's canals i'm afraid mm. it's canals again the word anal I've, I've, but with the word c in front of it Indeed, I've um I've spent two days on canals, and um I thought that I um kind of not got over it. Like I I don't love running along the canal. I really don't love running along the canal. But I thought that I was kind of like over the whole like last year, lots of canal stuff. Not not cute. Not cool. Um, but it turns out I'm not. No, so, it's post-traumatic um, stress disorder. One of the well, one of the legs that I did on this relay was, was exactly one of the legs from last year, um, or exactly the route from last year. And fortunately, the wonderful Susie Shaw showed up, um, 
which I, I didn't know she I was mean, coming. It's pure and simple. Um, She'll be there for you. Pure and simple, gonna be there. That was good. It was good. It was <laughs> She um and she ran that leg with me. So we did some nighttime canal running along a bit that I remember from last year vividly because at the end of the leg was um a pub, which is where I'd stopped for my oh. dinner last year. Oh, I thought it was the pub where you stopped to the underpass and it all went horribly tits and you started to get upset. Oh no, it was it was before that. Oh, okay. It was before that. You didn't you hadn't you didn't oh, do no, this bit. No. This was like pre alley. Um and yeah, I, it just kind of brought back like it brought back the memories of last year, which were equally like cool of like, wow, I'm still kind of amazed that I did that. But also I don't ever want to see this canal ever again. <laughs> and I don't know when you, you know, like, so obviously you're going back to do the arc. I love and... the arc though. I really love the arc. There's nothing bad about the arc, me. I love it. What about Dragon's Back when you go back That's to do that? That's a different story. I don't like drag. Yeah. I mean, I, li- I like the environment that I'm in, but I don't like the environment that I'm in. I-, I like the Spiky Kingdom. I like Wales. I love it. I love the outside bit. What I don't like is the cutoffs and the rules that the race company put in place and the way that the uh, that the camp is run. I mean, not, not run, okay. but I just don't like it. It's very stressful. It's yeah. a very stressful environment. So it's more like the yeah. stressful environment created by the race company rather than yeah. Dragon's Back. Um, and uh, the thing for me, th- th- along the same lines as you, is the Thames Path. I ran the Thames Path so many times when I lived in London. Yeah. I did every yeah. race going along it. I did multi-days. I did ultra ultras. I did all-in-ones. I've done it so many times. 100 milers, yeah. like 184 milers, split up. And every time I'm like, no. And it's. I think it's a mixture for me between being very, very ill. And I used to train on that, that canal when I was very depressed and very, very alcoholic. But also doing yeah. those races over and, and putting so much pressure on myself to complete them that that's what that that feels that brings back to me. So sometimes, yeah, one of the auto one hundred you have to go along the Thames path, um, and those legs, I have purposefully now try and go. I'm running with joy. I'm running with people. It's, it's a different time, but I'm not. Yeah. I'll never go and do the canal marathons or anything like that because the river canal. I just don't like the flat. I don't, and it does bring back those memories. And I think it's one of those things where you just go. Do you know what? This isn't for me, and I'm just not going to fucking yeah. do it as long as I can avoid it. You don't. It's yeah. not like you have to do it, but but also no. you should be super proud of what you did um, in, when you did um, your running home for Christmas because it yeah. was incredible. And you should. And, and I think that's another thing, you know, the, sitting sitting in like, oh, wow, I actually did that. That's amazing. Because when you're doing it, it's like it's not happening to you because your body puts protective yeah. mechanism in. Um, it does definitely and also like I was feeling that for sure when I was doing like the leg that was on the bit that I did last year because I was trying to remember how I felt at that point and I just remember that it was probably from about that point onwards that I just sort of shut down mentally and just was like ignoring any feelings that I was having mm -hmm. and it was more like just determination of like you've got to get to the finish no matter what happens now all, all you have to do now is just put one foot in front of the other and just keep moving forwards because, like, this is now, like, the shit. Yeah. Like, you are business end. Get the fuck. But I also like, I also it. feel like your body does go into, go into protective mechanism mode, which is, like, yeah. I'm going to protect you now. And it's like a wall goes up, like a wall comes up mm. around any other 
sensory perception that you have and it's just like yeah. I'm just going to do this and it's like because you stop hearing people and you stop seeing people and you yeah. can, all you can hear is like the thud of your feet on the ground and all you can it's, it's numb it, you're just numb everything yeah. else that is how it felt when I was drinking and running and so really? I don't really like it I don't really like that flow state I have to be like very aware of it because it frightens me because that's how I felt for like years and years and years and years and years when I was drinking like all the yeah. time not just running all the fucking time everything shuts yeah. down and all you have to do is breathe and move forward and uh yeah. it's just not fucking cool but lovely of um lovely that you had support did you were you the only person that had support or did other people come out and run with the rest of the squad I think that was the only surprise so guest. nice, isn't it? Sorry for hijacking your party by going, I know you want Susie Shaw. I want you to ask her a question for me. Tell her this. That was quite mean for me. But you know me. Any any marketing angle, I'll get in. Like a crowbar. Yes, Ali. Ali, I'd, I'd already spoken to Susie about Ali's book. And then I got a voice note from Ali being like, make sure you tell her about the book. Yeah. But also, I was like, I tried to make it so she could listen to it. But then I realised I sounded like an absolute mentalist. So maybe not. She did listen to it. I did play it okay. to her. Okay, good. Good, good, Sorry good, about good, that. Good, good, good. Good. Fine. Done? Yeah. Yeah. Should we move on to the playlist? Yeah. Oh, God, the playlist. Oh, God, the playlist. So I was listening to the playlist for some of my legs, um, which was nice because um, there were some really good tunes on there and I've not really listened to it um, lately. So I was very much enjoying the, uh, the playlist. Don't forget, it's the... Bailey and Harding ultrasound system playlist that looks the same color as the pod on uh, Spotify. It's, it's not my. It's not my my own playlist, which I know somebody it's made not that the mistake. Ali Bailey one. And then got yeah. all confused so, about the fact that the musicals on there. <laughs> so I've got um, some requests that have come through. Okay, I'm Sarah ready. Roper. I'm poised. I'm poised to add the requests. Go on. Great, Sarah Roper. And her lovely lab wants "Downtown" by Macklemore, which I've already added. That is true. Who? Yeah. Paul Summerhill. Oh no, Mr. Blue Sky. Thanks for the recent shout out after we had the playlist on all night at East Eiley Down during the Autumn 100. Is it Eiley? Yeah. Ilsley. Yeah. Ilsley, Ilsley, whatever. Oh, Ilsley. Yeah. Sorry, Ilsley Down. Don't worry, I'm not going to ask for Mr. Blue Sky. Oh, thank you, Paul. Please stopped asking for Mr. Blue Sky. But is there any chance of adding one of the following? Shed Seven, Chasing Rainbow's Sleeper. Chase, chasing rainbows or sleeper, sleeper or band. Oh, chasing rainbows. There's no comma there. Okay. Chasing rainbows. Chasing rainbows. I don't think. I don't think that's the best Chess Seven song. But we'll put it on there anyway and see what happens. I mean, clearly, I've never heard it. I'm not. I don't really know any have Chess Seven songs. I think I know chasing one. rainbows. I'm sure you have. But that you've accidentally heard it in a shop or something. It's everyone's heard chasing rainbows. I think she left me on Friday as a better Chess Seven song. But it, that's. I mean, that's up for debate. I can't think of anyone in the country that will have a debate with me about what the best Chess Seven song is. Oh, I do. I know one person who re- really likes Shed 7. Oh, really? Who? Yeah. Uh, I used to work with him. Is it the lead singer of Shed 7? <laughs> <laughs> Sleeper, What Do I Do Now? Again, I think Sailor of the Century is a better song, but I'll put it on. We're going very okay. 90s here. And The Wonder Stuff, Circle Square. No, Size of a Cow or Nothing. <gasps> size of a Cow? Yeah. I'm building up my problems to the sidelines. It's good. It's good for running because there might be a cow. So and then yes. that's what we're going to put on there. Put it on. Put it on. I love it. Okay. Cool. That's, that's a, that is a lovely '90s threesome there, straight back to 1995. Boom. 
And then, hi, Ali and Anna, absolutely loving the podcast. Can I suggest Hey Julie by Fountains of Wayne? I've never heard that song. I pop, It popped on my headphones during a run after a hard day of work and it was perfect. Hope you enjoy it too. All the best, Simon. Hey, do you know what I'm doing today? Today is like, I'm like, yeah, sure. Sure, quick, get in, you know, yeah. get in, sure. Anything you want. I'm just like, yeah, let's do it. Let's just do it. See what happens. Why, why are you being so... Um... Um, what's the word? Accommodating. I just think that I just am. Unlike you. Very unlike me. I'm usually a snob. I'm usually a horrible person. Quite deeply horrible, actually. Right, that was next. That music. Uh, that's all I've got. Oh, really? So I've got a debate got for the pod. Which Robbie oh, Williams no. song are we going to add to the playlist? There's so many good Robbie Williams songs. Well, we did have a request the other week on the pod, didn't we? About the Live at Nebworth one. We did. I put that on. But I want to like put a banger on, but then I'm like, there's so many good, sad Robbie. I've been watching the Robbie documentary. Can you tell? Um, and uh, so I'm like, which Robbie song? Because there's, I guess, Rock DJ is probably the most upbeat one, isn't it? I or Let Me Entertain song. You. I hate that song too. Uh, not those ones then. That's almost up there with like Murder on the Dance Floor for me. <laughs> Whoa! Definitely the first one. What did you say? Uh, Rock DJ. You said you hated Rock DJ. Yeah. yeah. What, is it because he takes his yeah. skin off in the video? No, I was never really one to watch many videos. We didn't have MTV, we didn't have Sky. Oh, no, 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 neither did I. I just watched them all after, I went back in the day. Anyway, I'm going to look up for a Robbie one to add, because I can't work out which one. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. Love my life. Oh, that's some rude box, isn't it? I love my life. I am wonderful. I am powerful. I am free. I love my life. Guys, I'm just going to add add Feel. It's the best Robbie Williams song. It's the most sad one. Oh, Feel is lovely. Come on, hold my head. Watch that documentary. It's unbelievably good. Um, Yeah, I need to. And. uh, Hang on. Question. question. Best Robbie Williams album? Oh. um, Escapology. No, Life Will End. Life Through a Lens is the pop version of The Streets' first album, original pirate material. It's the pop version of that because it's like a concept album about fame. Brilliant. Love it. Um, So what was I going to say? I added Take That and Party by Take That after watching the Robert Williams documentary because it's a tune. I also added an end credits from Jurassic Park as requested. It's actually called End Credits. And I also added a song I heard on Iggy Pop Six Music Show called He's a Man, which is fucking brilliant. Speaking of Iggy Pop, so um I absolutely flew through one of my night legs on this relay. And the last song that I was running to that came on was the Iggy Pop Prodigy remix of um Lust for Life. Honestly, Honestly I haven't run. I haven't run as fast as I ran in that leg for a very long time. Swear to God, it was amazing. Put that on, right? Uh, Kipchoge over and over again. Put it off for two minutes. Yeah, set him off. World <laughs> record time. I swear yeah. to God, that's all we need to do. Fuck Nike in their shoes. Fuck Adidas in their shoes. Let's listen to fucking Prodigy Iggy remixes. Hmm? Yeah, hmm? I agree. Um, I agree. Talking of uh, Kipchoge, we've had a really good message from somebody about the gels. It's not gels. Oh, can we? All right, this is the last this one. The last and then one. We need to put it to bed. I think it's her name was Eileen. I think, but it might be wrong. Come on, Eileen. Jellywood, Kipchoge's. Jellywood. <laughs> Instead of Eliwood, Jellywood. That's what we should have been yeah. calling them all along. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. I got you. I got oh, you. Oh, That's oh. fine. Jellywood, Kipchoge sneeze. So, 
because they're no. snot gels. Get true sneeze. No. No. Anyway, that's the end Kip. of that. We're not doing that anymore. Kit bogeys. Kit bogeys. Kit bogeys. Kit bogeys. The end. <laughs> we will never come up with anything better. Tim Ashman. This is Ali Bailey paging Tim Ashman. Please, could you make us a gel image on Photoshop that says Jellywood Kit Bogies? What would it look like? What would the marketing look like? Please send that to me before I get back from holiday. Thank you very much. Who's Tim Ashman? He's the one that did our, our saw poster. He's one of my clients now. Brilliant. And uh, I need him to do that for me. So whatever you're doing, put it down. Don't bother with that run this weekend. That's it. Oh, Jellywood wow. Kit Bogies. Amazing. Okay. Correspondence. So much correspondence. There's so much correspondence. Coming out of our ears. So we can either start with uh, a recap of um, what has ultra running brought you when you put up your your smooshy post on our Instagram, ultrasound system pod. I mean, we didn't get a lot on that. We only got like two or three on that. Uh, No, we got at least 15. They're all in the document that I sent you. I know, but you only sent it to me this morning, to be fair. No, it's always, they're always on the drive. Oh, yeah, no, I don't look. I only, get, I only look when someone pokes me. I only look when someone really? pokes me. Do you remember that? Facebook poke? Yeah, I do. I'm really <laughs> glad creepy, that's not a thing it? anymore. Why was that ever a thing? Because it was. It was like tapping on the shoulder, but really, it's just like that. Yeah, but it, wasn't it always just people like flirting? It was, it was like, trying oh, to yeah, sexually like... assault you over the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Not cool. Exactly. No, we had loads. So it it got really smushy in there, guys, and it was really sweet. Did anyone stop kissing? So... Did anyone take their top off? Um, maybe not. Mm. I don't think so. Figuratively, maybe. Um, so Jilly. Uh, said ultra running's brought her amazing friends these women are strong supportive and absolutely gorgeous jilly's the race director of the calderdale way ultra that's nice erin said it helped me heal my relationship with my body and food brilliant trail running is much more enjoyable when you're not avoiding carbs and restricting calories plus nature doesn't give a hoot about what you look like well said um Girl Run the Shire said, definitely, absolutely, without a doubt, the people met two of my absolute best friends in the world through trail running and the ability to be able to shit in the woods when it's needed is also great. You're allowed to do that when you're not a trail runner as well. You're actually not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to do that. Oh, God, I'm getting so much trouble. God. Uh, She did also say, obviously, away from water sources and leaving as little trace as possible. Well done. Yeah, burn it. Burn it. I've actually got a really good, funny story about burning shit, (laughs) if you want to hear it. Excuse me? I've got yes. Me. Okay, so... Very quickly. Burning poo. Welcome to the burning poo story. Years ago, I was in uh, uh, Spain with a well-known um, British uh, if sports events company, and I was wrecking a route called Cita Summit, and the route went up Mount Molhacken. Molhacken is the highest mountain, second highest mountain in Europe, okay? So it was very, very hot, very hot. There was a, it was a, um, there was a hot thing, you know, what's it called a heat wave heat wave oh so hot anyway and um we were we were trekking our way running our way towards one Huckin, and one of the groups said i need a poo now the problem was it was like sort of very very dusty and very very spanish and there was a great big uh, we could see a rock and he said i'm gonna go behind that rock and have a poo and he said came up to me and he went ali have you got a lighter and i went i beg your pardon he went have you got a lighter and i was like yes why he was like because i need to burn i want to burn the toilet paper and i said Please don't burn the toilet paper. We're in a heat wave. If you burn the toilet paper and a bit of it flies off, it could set fire to the savannah. The whole country. We don't want to do that. He was like, just give me the lighter. This person was in charge, so I didn't want to say no. So I gave him the lighter. 
They went behind the rock. We were talking amongst ourselves. Well, suddenly I could smell burning. I turned around and I looked at the rock and black smoke was pluming out from behind it. And there was some quite, oh. quite frightened noises coming from behind it of help, help, help. So myself, the rest of the team and our safety guy, Ross, ran towards this rock where there was an inferno starting on the, you know, that's grass that's all over the floor. Yeah. In, uh, yeah. It was oh that, and then God. the the guy who's set fire to the, the the thing is just standing there, stamping his feet. What he'd done was he'd set done his poo, he'd set fire to the toilet paper, and a bit of it, funnily enough, had flown off oh, and hit the floor. Off. He tried to stamp it out, but in stamping it out, he'd stamped in his own shit, which then <gasps> exploded and caught fire as it was exploding. Like so, little hot rocks of poo had flown quite far, and then they were setting fire to like other bits of the savannah. So, guess what he'd, try- he'd use to try and put it out? Oh, I don't know. His alcohol hand sanitizer. He's oh, worsted his hand sanitizer. What? So then it became even more of an inferno. It was actually quite scary. We had to get like one of the bladders out and use it as a hose and be like, <laughs> and like, oh and God. then he sheepishly handed me back my lighter. And all I could say, and I couldn't help myself, was, I told you so. <laughs> I mean, I think that was a deserved I told you so. Yeah. Like, I'm not normally, I don't normally like I told you so because I just think they're a bit smug. But I think that was deserved. Hot rocks of shit. There you go. Oh, my God. It was brilliant. brilliant. I can't believe I've forgotten that. Anyway, back to Correspondence Corner. That was my bit of correspondence around the poo. So that we've all learnt lessons there, haven't we, everybody? Okay? Just okay. get a dog poo bag, put the toilet paper in the dog poo bag, take it away with you. Thanks. Do you want some more what Ultra Runners brought, what ultra running's brought you? Oh, yeah. Uh, this podcast. Thanks, Martin. We'll pay you later. Um, v- oh, I thought that was Val. VL Hope, being in and appreciating nature. Looking forward to my Sunday long runs on the trails on the national parks near Sydney. Oh, it's nice, mate. My... Sydney. It's just me, my podcasts and the trail and the snacks. Oh. Oh. Which I love that. Um, Hannah Jade Adventure says, mutual motivation to push ourselves and get through tough times. And then this one, I love this one. Wall Skyly says, genuine smiles. Sometimes in life, being a mother, wife, colleague, etc., we're expected to smile and appear to have everything together. Running most of the time is my happy place. Oh, that's nice. Love it. Yeah. Well, I don't know where you're getting these from because I'm looking at the post and I've only I can only see two comments on it. That's hilarious. Isn't that well, I'm not making them up? I know you're not. I know you're not making them up. These <laughs> are actually proper like like uh people. Like they are actual people. I know who yeah. they are. Um, but it's so nice. I think we'll do. We've got a little out of office episode next week, haven't we? So we're going to do. We can produce some more of these on there as well because there's loads of them. There's 25 comments. So nice. I've only got two. Literally, look. This is the only two I've got. Are you looking at the what do you love about the podcast post? No, I'm doing. We're doing a smooshy, lovely end of year episode. Two comments. No. Yeah, exactly. Let's get smooshy. Tell us something wonderful no. that trail or ultra running. Oh, that's the old you. one. <laughs> I'm looking at a different post, everybody. I'm very tired. Um, uh, so yeah, that's what I, that's what I meant. The other one that you put up is you have asked people to um, tell us what you love about the I pod. Only two, and only two, two people. people. So only two people. Pod. Yes, so, exactly. Do you know what? Exactly. You guys are going to fuck off if you don't like the pod. Oh! You can go. You can get in the bin, all of you. Get in the bin. Get in a great big bin. 
Okay, right. Like, <laughs> End let's not do that. It's over. Okay, so I've got some more correspondence. Now, yes. I don't know how you're going to feel about this one, Ali. This um, correspondence came through regarding something that we spoke about on um, one of our previous episodes, not the last episode, but perhaps the one before, mm-hmm. which was um, my get in the bin was the... Um, traffic lights in New York mm-hmm. and like how annoying it was because we had to stop at um every single blooming traffic light so it was, yeah it was episode 25 mm-hmm. someone has um got in touch regarding that mm-hmm. and um I've got a voice note from them that I'm going to play now oh go on then you ready mm-hmm. hiya catching up on the latest pod I uh, loved hearing about Anna's runs in New York and um, yeah, I too fell foul of the uh, traffic light grid system. So I was there for a little while, but what I found that I was able to do was rather than fight the system, just when you come to a light, if it's red and you're on the left side of the road, just turn left. And then the timing always seemed to be that by the time I came to the next light and the next thing, I'd just turn right and uh, carry on straight until the next time and then turn right and in the end no stoppy rooney happy days julius it's julius julius are you still in new york was that like eight years oh. ago because he was running around out of breath it just sounds like he's got himself stuck in a never-ending <laughs> new york run new, new york grid. i've been here for nine years on the grid i can't stop <laughs> the traffic lights keep changing Oh, gee, I love Julius so much. I like that as a game, though. Like, and I think, you know, sometimes I've had um, a few clients saying to me, like, so I obviously teach like strength and conditioning, and I give, I do end up giving an awful lot of running advice out to my strength and conditioning clients as well because most, like, most of them are runners. I love the thought of it, even like, if they don't want it. So they'll be like doing a deep, <laughs> doing a deep squat, and you're like, I mean, if you want to run a fifty mile, then this is what I would eat, <laughs> and they're like, shut up. <laughs> no, it's not unsolicited advice um but a lot of them are saying you know like it's it's difficult at this time of the year for like motivation it's very dark it's very cold it's hard to fit in your runs when it's daylight and so like it's more difficult to get out etc so i i genuinely love any kind of tips for like just spicing up your runs like spicing up your life um and because one everybody forget your run oh yeah I love it. And like, you know, obviously, if you don't like running, then don't, do don't run <laughs> is, the, is the first piece of advice. Because um, I think there are people out there genuinely who don't like running. Oh, God, they give off too. a vibe that 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 they do really enjoy it and that running is their thing. Mm. Um, but I would say that there are, you know, obviously there are days where it is like, I should probably run but I really don't feel like it. And I think there are ways and tricks and things to get a good run in. And I think that Julius's idea of just like, oh, well, I'll just turn left. Oh, well, I'll just turn right. Like, it is such a good one. Also, I remember just doing the same route around my flat in London. And one day I was so sick of it. I did it in reverse. And it looks different. Honestly, like you will not believe, Lister what a reverse front looks like till you do it. You're like, what the fuck? How did this happen? Like, it's completely How mental. is it so different? Yeah, How is it so different? And it is. Mm. It's completely different. So here is a challenge for you, listener. Mm-hmm. 
this week before we hear we speak to you next do one of your regular running routes in reverse it'll blow your mind pod challenge pod challenge challenge pod that's quite good maybe we should set a little running challenge every week let us know and give us a little like whatsapp or Or just voice voice (laughs) notice after you've done it tell us what was different while you're doing it, pod chat. Yeah, do it, Julius. Julius was actually running Kirkstall Abbey Marathon when he said that. That voice, um, I did because I I got two. Oh, did you? We got two, yeah. and I saved the other one. I, I couldn't listen to him. I tried to listen to him. my phone hates me. I couldn't listen to him because I'd never even listened to. He did tell me he'd done uh, it, but but yeah, yeah. But, uh, Julius. Hey, for your information, listen, Julius is Pickles' dad. Julius is Pickles' dad. So uh, he's he a good is. man. It's a very good man. Um, great. I love that. Yeah, and it's it's uh it's really interesting when you um. Like, like you say, doing the thing backwards, and when you go out in, on your one of your regular boots, just going, what, what's down here? What's down there? Mm. It can make a massive, massive difference, can't it? Especially mm. when you're like, mm-hmm. like you say, when it's a bit grey and a bit wet, you're lacking a bit of motivation, and it's like, oh god, I can't be fucked with this. Just do something different, even if it's like I'm going to stop at the post office on the way back and get a chicken and mushroom slice. Even if it's that, I don't think I'd buy a chicken and mushroom slice from a post office. I live in a village. The chicken and mushroom slices in the post office near me are handmade by the lady that works in there, so they are delicious. Oh, so I've heard because I'm a fine. vegetarian, so I wouldn't have one. Would I was going to say what? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, vegetarian hypocrite. Vegetarian hypocrite. Uh, 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 protein. Anyway, next, next up on the on the commembrance corner. Uh, Lucy has been in touch and said, can I send a ranty get in the bin? Cool, I'm going to anyway. <laughs> Thanks, Lucy. <laughs> I love that. She literally had a little conversation with herself. At literally everyone, when I make self-deprecating jokes and say I look horrendous in race photos, stop assuming I mean fat. Stop saying, oh, you don't look bad, big, fat, awful. You look so strong. I can look strong and horrendous. <laughs> I I'm dribbling. I've peed myself a little bit and I look like I'm having a medical emergency because I'm working really fucking hard. That's not a bad thing. I'm not fishing for compliments. Let me laugh at myself, but stop telling me it's just a bad angle and other things coded to mean you don't look fat. I appreciate people are well-intentioned and trying to be nice, but there seems to be this assumption that I look bad means I'm saying I look fat. Maybe keep the comments to performance, not appearance. Nice. Yes, love the pod. Thanks for being a safe space to vent and my company on my easy run so I can giggle with you. Nice. I like that. Maybe keep the comments to performance, not appearance. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. However, I get that. Well, God. When someone does say I look horrendous in a race photo, what are you supposed to say back? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you do. do. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) I just laugh. I'd just laugh and be like, because, I mean, if they genuinely did look horrendous and that's what they think, then fine. I actually agree. Yeah, I, I, and I, I laugh saying that, but I've had a, cu- a couple of clients who've said to me, kind of awful with race photos, and I'm like, you don't look great. And then I'm like, I've no. got some tips for you, because I have got loads of tips. I've had so many photos taken of myself, because I'm such a fucking celebrity. Nah. That I'm, Ooh. marketing pictures, I mean, that I'm very good at, like, elongating my stride and knowing exactly how to look good in a race photo. So anyone wants any tips? You let me know. I would like some tips, actually, Ali, because I've got something very exciting happening tomorrow. What? I'm getting my photos taken because I'm going to be on the cover of a magazine. So am I. Oh, tomorrow. No, not tomorrow. Oh, what magazine? I can't tell you. Are you allowed to say? Oh. What magazine are you going to be on? I'm not going to tell you. That's exciting. We'll just, we'll just compare notes That's when they exciting. come out, won't we? I bet it's the same type yeah. of magazine. Probably. <laughs> 
Uh, it's probably I'm just a backup, just in case. That's exciting. So who's doing? Do you know who's doing your photos? A guy called Joe. Mm-hmm. Give me some tips. Well, you can't, I can't because I know which magazine it is because I know that photographer, and uh, they'll just do what they do. But if oh, if okay. it generally in uh, in running. A photographer will sit at the top of a hill. And the reason they do that is because the view behind you makes it look epic. So they sit at the top of a hill to get that view. So when you're coming up a hill, hands on both legs, hands on both sighs, back straight, look up towards the camera. You'll look fucking incredible. Like you'll look like you're really working hard. Running wise, if you're running, elongate your stride to comedic lengths. So it's like you're like running, you're like leaping instead of running. Head up um, and look yeah. just beyond the photographer. So just beyond where the photographer's head is. Like okay. and you'll look and you'll look incredible and like really stretch your arms. So it looks in real life like you're being some sort of fucking weird gangling clown. Gazelle. But in the <laughs> shot, because they're like yeah. bang, 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 and they take like 50 shots in one in a second, they'll pick yeah. the best one and all the best mm. one will just come out. So that's a really good tip. And always be talking or laughing or smiling, unless you want to look epic, in which case, just look straight ahead. But um, and, and, and a model, an actual model model, told me that if you stick your tongue to the roof of your mouth, it brings out your cheekbones. Oh, yeah. I heard that. Um, but, but I don't think it works for me, though. No, I haven't got any cheekbones. I think you have to have cheekbones to start with. Yeah, I haven't got any cheekbones for <laughs> that. So I think um, that's... Uh, those are my top tips but when but they okay. will always sit at the top of a hill on a race because they want that view behind you so if you like just look up like you're doing sort of a yoga pose and put your hands on your thighs yeah. as you're walking up you will look incredible nice mm-hmm. nice Thanks. i love it top tips top tips top tips um do you want uh one more correspondence um yes yes yeah yes Alrighty. We've had um, some correspondence from Bald Man Running. I'm like, do I know We've that had... person? But I don't. I know. Got, I know you I've do got, know that I, person. I know Thanks. of that person, but I don't know that person. I've got a friend who's got a very yeah. similar handle. Ali, you do know this person in the sense that um, you replied to this mm-hmm. message. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically, Bald Man Running had um sent us uh had mentioned us in an, uh, in his story this week because um we went on a little follower hunt to see if we could get to a thousand I haven't quite made it yet still five off I know I shouldn't you shouldn't be here I should I've, this is against all of my like I've gone over my boundaries here because I did say I wasn't gonna do the pod anymore until but I know you did anyway. but I was I was quite um sad about that because I'd already done all the prep for yeah, it yeah so... that's why I'm doing it but if we don't get five more by the end of the day I'm gonna kill a puppy we just won't release it Maybe. yeah Whoa. we'll hold it hostage we'll hold it hostage yeah. we'll release it when we've got five yeah. um so so he kindly shared the profile our profile at ultrasound system pod on instagram to get us a few more followers and i went into heart it to be like thanks for doing that and there was a story in there and i was like oh this looks like a long story and um you'd replied to it and yeah. you said we'll get to the we'll get to this in a few no, weeks. We never did. If you want a bit of help, email me. July. This was July. Hey, listen to this. If you want a bit of help, email me. I never got an email, so I forgot. I haven't actually got an email. Fine. Doesn't matter. But I thought we'd, we'd read it out. Anyway. Yeah. Hi, Ali and Anna. His name is Jace, by the way. Jace. Oh. Oops. <laughs> His name is Jacey Lane. 
His name is JC. It doesn't say it doesn't say keep me anonymous. I Read it out like JC Lane. Hi, Ellie and Anna. Just listen to your latest I listen episode. To this episode. <laughs> and all I can say, it gets better, better yeah. every week. Better every week. Better every week. It gets better every week. So I've got a question. It's for you both. I've given up booking races because I've not got time. I've not got time. I've not got this time. Is right, so I'm bad. Really <laughs> I thought I was quite good. It was, it was, but it's going to take us about four weeks episodes to get to the end of this email. So let's, let's just read it out like normal people, shall we? All right. Hi, Ali and Anna. I've just listened to your latest episode and all I can say is it gets better every week. Better every week. Mm-hmm. I've got a question for you both. I've given up booking races. Right. <clears throat> I've given up booking races as I've just not got the time to constantly train due to work. And that's Okay. I understand I don't work a nine to five Monday to Friday job. I work most weekends, but recently I've been working 12 hour shifts for five days on, then one day off, then another five days and so on. I'm really struggling with not running and I feel crap that I'm letting myself down. I see everyone else out there running and I just wish that I could have the time. So my questions are, how do you fit it in? How to stop judging yourself with others and how to stop the negative thoughts that I'm missing my runs and therefore I am shit. Might be a good topic to chat about for the podcast because I'm sure I'm not the only one. Keep up the great work, ladies. Absolutely love the pod and playlist. You're both a little ray of sunshine looking out for us, all, all us trail runners. I mean, I don't. I, I, th- this was sent in July, Ali. We've been less sunshiny since then. <laughs> That's a big question <laughs> for the end of the pod. That's, that's, that's the sort of thing I do a workshop on, <laughs> to be quite honest. <laughs> I know, I know, but I think there are some things. I think the time thing is definitely a big one because, and and it's difficult because everybody has different life work patterns, right? Mm-hmm. And some people have different life work patterns every day, every week, every month, every year. Yeah, we do. I know. Um. So I think that, yeah, the time thing is a really big one. What do you what do you say to your clients who say they don't have time? Do you want to hear what I say to my clients so they don't have time? I yeah. say to them, everybody has the same amount of hours in the day, whether they've got four kids, oh. five kids, eight kids, nine kids, ten kids, eight jobs, six jobs, seven jobs, eight jobs, right? It's about priorities. If make, it's making you feel shit that you're not running, go running. Two miles, one mile, three miles. It takes 20 minutes, half an hour, an hour. Look at how much time you're spending on your phone. How much time are you spending on your phone on the ultra system, like fucking Instagram, to send us that message? You don't, you're not rushing around back to back to back to back to back. There is a choice. And honestly, you can, you've got power over that choice. Even if it's the middle of the night and you have to put a head torch on, that's what happens, right? Mm. You have a choice. And I think people are like, I don't have a choice. And it's like, but you do. Because it, and that's the truth. The thing is, people don't want to hear that because they're like, but I'm special because I'm so busy. I've got so many kids. I've got so many jobs. I've got so much to do. But it is about priorities. And it is so good for you to go and do that stuff. Yesterday, I did it to myself when I was like, fuck, I've run out of time to run. I was like, no, you haven't. You, you, you're prioritizing stuff over other things. If, if I know if I run, I'll actually get more work done. I went out for 50 minutes, came back, and I actually got loads done because I was really energized. And, like, woof, and I got like twice as much done as I would sat at my desk being annoyed. So mm. I understand that people work shifts. I understand people have hard lives. I'm not saying you don't, but what I'm also saying is that you have a choice. And and that and and there's a bit of like, yeah, you have to motivation follows action. You have to do something in order to be motivated to do it. You can't just wait for the motivation to come and then do it. 
It's not how motivation works. And sometimes it just needs to be a bit, a little bit of tough love on it. Because once you change, change it. Like I'm saying, one mile, two miles. I'm not asking you to go out for a five mile run. And looking at other people on Instagram and assuming they've been out for a 10 mile run, when actually they've been out for a one and a half mile run, isn't helpful. It's just not helpful. Mm. Everything you see on Instagram, you're seeing 1% the story. And then nine, other 99, you're not. And I could, well, we could sit here for hours, couldn't we? Talking about fucking what we actually know is going on behind those photos because we know what's going on behind those photos. But yeah. So really, that's what I start off with with clients. And it might not be what you want to hear, people, but it is, but mm-hmm. it is, it is it. Because once you start to get that, then we can start on the why you feel shit about yourself. Because we can't yeah. start on the why you feel shit about yourself if you're not accepting where you are and what's going mm-hmm. on with your brain. It's just not possible. Yeah. Bit of tough love, yeah. sorry. It is. And that's, I was going to say, that's exactly what it is. It is a bit of tough love. But also, um, so in that message, um, he said, how do I stop judging myself with others, like comparing myself? And I think that's really key. Um, You need to just stop giving a shit about what other people are doing because it doesn't serve you. It doesn't give you anything. It gives you nothing apart from, like you say, makes you feel shit. Because what you're doing is looking at other people, either assuming that they're doing something that maybe they're not, or wanting to be doing what they're doing or, or you know, running the same amount as them or whatever. But the irony is you don't know what they're doing. You think you know well, what they're no, doing. Well, it's motivated bias. You think you do because you see a photo and four lines of dialogue. So you think you know what they're doing, but you really don't. Yeah, unless, you know, unless you're like following them on Strava, obviously, because then obviously you can see what they're doing. Yeah, you can see what they're doing. But at the same time, it's like they might be having the shittest run ever. They might be like, you know, they might be on the phone doing a Zoom call while they're doing it. It's not like they're not Mm. doing, you don't know any of the story behind it. So you're making it up. You're basically putting your perfect situation and you're projecting it onto other people and be like, they can do it. And it's like, no, Mm. that's why it's not helpful. Literally what you just said, it's not helpful. It's like you're comparing yourself against a myth that you don't actually know it's true. It's believing some, belief is like believing something to be true without proof that's what belief is but like there's a really good book this book i recommend a book readers listeners the happiness trap by ross harris it's about um it's about acceptance and commitment therapy it talks about these myths that we have about you know what society says we should do to be happy like we should all be fulfilled Mm. it's such a good book but you're completely right anna i think people used to use in social media help and advice and community now yeah. most people whether they want to admit it or not use it to compare themselves and see how well yeah. they're doing against imaginary yeah. people that they don't fucking know yeah yeah it's so true and also like on the flip side of that they use it to compare themselves but also on the flip side people use it to like big themselves up <laughs> like 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 you say you know they might be having a shit run or whatever but only the stuff on the only stuff that goes on your grid and the only stuff that you're going to share unless you're you or me (laughs) and and other people as well I'm not saying we're the only ones that do it but there are there are a lot of people who will only share you know the 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 roses and and not the thorns there's a lot of people that don't tell the truth there are they're using it as a sales window to try and sell you something they don't tell the truth honest to fucking god do not believe everything you see on Instagram You know that. You're all intelligent yeah. people. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. But also, Jace, if you do need some advice, do email me because I will give you like a good kick up the arse if you need one and and just get out for one mile. One mile before Well, that. what I would like to say as well, just as a little update on this, is that um, obviously Jace did send this in July, but I thought it was a good topic for anyone else who might be feeling the same way. Um, but Jace, um, three days ago, 
uh, posted a photo of himself in his hoodie that he got, finishes hoodie from the clown half marathon with an E on the end, clown with an E. So he has been running. He's oh look, he's funny. He's cute. I love it. I just want to give him a cuddle. <laughs> so yeah, good work, Jace. Um, he did also post about another po- a podcast. So mm, maybe if you could stop doing that, Jace, that would be great. However, we've had people join us from other podcasts that they've heard us on. Oh, what? Because you keep moonlighting, going off and doing all other podcasts. Right. I'm not moonlighting. I'm advertising. Uh, I'm free advertising our podcast to other podcasts. I am. So we've got people come over from like Young Hearts and Trail and Error. So we are actually converting people. Hi, new friends. Hi, friends. Hi, friends. Right. Right. I've got to go to work. I've got to go now. So have you. Yeah, I've got to go to work as well. (gasps) Yeah. Simple, Simple as that. Speech speech on Sunday because we're doing another one on we're Sunday. Doing four on Sunday, I think. We're doing four on Sunday. We're doing four on Sunday, listeners. But we love you. Are you doing uh, any fun things on Sunday? Uh, uh, on Sunday, <laughs> t- tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm going for a spine recce with a uh, climate hypocrite. Damien. Are you? We're going on a hot spine date. Wow. Yeah, with pickle. He's. I think he's actually. He doesn't like dogs. Pickle. Well, he's going to be attached to pickle, so he's going to be enjoying that for <laughs> 25 miles or however far we do. So, that's yeah, really I'll get cool. Some absolute nuggets. I have some absolute nuggets. That's from him. really cool. He's told me he's going to show me where the bodies are buried as well. Yeah. So I'm quite excited about that's that. Exciting. If I don't come back, I'm somewhere between Edale and then there's another bit. I'll tell you where I'm okay. going. Yeah, if you could just share your location, that'd be great. And then on Saturday night, I'm doing the Yorkshire Three Peaks in the middle of the night. Oh, that's this week. Yeah. Amazing. So Friday's fine. Saturday's. What are you doing? Fuck all. Got Cluedo night with my quiz friends on Friday night. (laughs) No, I'm just pottering at the moment. I'm Harry Pottering. I might go out for a little um, dog jog, actually, because I'm taking Ralph out on the harness for ages. Yeah. Oh, we talk next time we'll talk about Canicross because Pickle's back at Canicross and she's absolutely scaling it at Canicross. She's a monster. Amazing. Amazing. Awesome. All right. I love you. Goodbye. Bye.